everybody. Before we dig into today's podcast, I hope everyone is doing well. Artists, photographers, neon makers, vendors, shop owners. If you just love neon and if one day you hope to own your own sign, whoever you are, I hope you're all okay during these trying times. Number two is our merch. If you ever wanted to wear something with the intent to feature neon front and center, it's online. Hit merch on the main nav on the site and so on. And last, text us, 917-565-9616. Love to hear from the community, general thoughts, musings, and or whoever we should have on the show. Whatever it is, hit us up, and here is your podcast. Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, neon, helium, xenon, krypton. Transform and roll out. Mononia Show, it's Max, and I'm with Lachlan from Victoria, Australia. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks. I've been looking forward to this all week. Awesome. Hey, listen, yeah, we just talked about COVID. I mean, what, what types of humble beginnings do you have to be in as an artist to now have to deal with a place where you now can't go out and uh, you know socialize? But listen, the internet has largely come in, fixed all these problems. The, the show is up and running, uh, as you know, and we are wildly doing these things all online. So I'd love to tell our listeners a little bit more about your work, but being the humble person I am and knowing what I know about online, uh, we got into a little bit about this behind the scenes before you started recording. And what's cool about Lachlan's work, if anybody doesn't know, he has a, a page called Nostalgia on IG, um, really a fixture of many things. I'm a big fan of bringing together multiple spaces, multiple media type things. Um, I could tell just from experience, you've got you know quite a bit of influences. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, the neon, the exposure between music videos, uh, maybe where your headspace is at, or maybe take us back just a little bit further than that, where, you know, kind of, where'd you get the idea to maybe harbor all these signs? What exactly are you doing with them? Um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I got my start in, I guess, in the lighting space for theater and, sort of productions when I was at school. And what was born out of that was my my love for lighting design. So I started doing parties, uh, events, stuff like that. And um, for a long time, that really, you know, was a great creative outlet, but I was always looking for that next thing. Um, so I started making some signs. I made a sign for my business at the time, um, made a couple of, and I just sort of, decorated my office space with neon um that i purchased and you know some of these signs go for nothing next to nothing on facebook marketplace so i just pick them up where i can and the <laughs> so collection like started growing space it was like a safe space for you to just make work and and you were like look i just want to have some of this stuff around to inspire me is that kind of what started it all yeah absolutely i found the the quality of light because i'm so used to working with theater lights um a big problem we have in theater is that LEDs don't really create the, the pure colors that um, like natural sources create. Um, and they've got like LEDs have been a massive uh, improvement for theater because you don't need to put gels in every single parkan like you had to do in the seventies. But mm-hmm. um, I was always after that very pure kind of like very, uh, the, the effect that neon has is, is very unique and I've always been attracted to it since I was a kid because there was a, um, I had a night light that was just a little, one of those little neon bulbs um, mm. and you just plug it into the wall. I used to be fascinated with that. So <laughs> and I'm really fascinated neon. by that. I love those stories of like, when I talk to people like, tell me the weirdest story, you know, obviously what influenced you. And they're like, well, you know, I went to this school and it's all good and dandy, but like, 
look that literally that neon light still brings so much you know uh i guess you could say attention to like the story i do want to stop for just a minute and say you know little things like that are just so there's so much truth in that right like even when you're a little kid you can really trace it back to this like object that you had as a kid i find that completely fascinating like was it easy for you to I guess now when you have a collection, what happens next? Like you're now making uh, music videos, which by the way, I mean, people don't know, Lachlan, very talented. I don't know if you're shooting these music videos. Uh, I was a big fan of, of Kaya Kingsley's work. Uh, yeah, yeah, that amazing, was really cool. A great vocalist. I had no idea. I mean, this is the beauty of Instagram. If you turn to his page, she's got music videos with her. She's, you know, kind of an extraordinary person how do you did she come to you with like an idea did you present it as like hey look i've got these cool signs yeah so i actually started with kaya um i've done three videos with kaya and it started with no time where we had this warehouse and there was like this bed and we just set up this really moody scene and neon was kind of perfect for that because for better or for worse it's got that kind of red red light district kind of vibe um if, if in the right context but then i always wanted to I, I told her about this idea of having just neon everywhere and just like i just wanted the whole screen to just be a massive rainbow um and this is actually before i had come across uh, neon demon studio it's another great instagram page who's done something similar but um basically she she loved the idea and actually um she was waiting for the right video or, or the right music um that she had produced like to use for that that video idea and basically we um uh, she called me up one night and was like we're doing it we're doing it and i'm like what and um she's like yeah sony music blah 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 i need to make this video i'm like oh my god yes this is what I've been wanting to do for like the whole time I've had a neon collection. So um, that's such a cool thing is like advice for musicians starting out. I mean, listen, there's, there's incredible talent for people to exposure with neon, especially the awareness around the craft. I mean, once someone like who's entrepreneurial, who has music behind them everywhere, the people understand music and vision and, and also the visuals that go along with it. I mean, there was something called NTV and, and literally like, everybody thought it was bullshit like they thought that like yeah. radio was going to be a thing like you're going to turn on your radio and that was the way it was going to be and that we're not going to follow our eyes and our ears to what's going on which basically now you can't even imagine you know like never before yeah. have we been thinking about putting visuals and in, instead of you know music together so if you have a skill definitely i mean this is a great i, I just want to pause and and just let people understand monetize what you're able to do um, and, and neon has a great strategy behind it. I mean, it's not just good lighting, right? There's a lot of content that you can build into that. You know, did some of your signs, like, did it allow you to think creatively, like, oh, this sign goes here type thing? Or how did you kind of approach that? Yeah, well, the, the um, because it was such a short sort of time period for me to do it, I really had to think very quickly about where things would go. Um, and so the nostalgia neon sign obviously took pride of place, even though you can't really see it that much, but I, I just did it because, you know, it seemed to make sense. But um, a lot of it all just sort of came together um, kind of naturally, kind of, you know, the placement, you know, where things went. Um, it's very fluid. Um, and I also had, um, as a compliment to the signs, I had a lot of um, uh, LED and other like, 
Christmas light sources to create like bokeh effects and we had the the water on the ground to make it all shiny and we, I was spraying down the windows to make like um, water droplets fall down the windows and stuff there's a lot of stuff you don't see um, just by just by watching the video but it's all there and it all creates that kind of atmosphere you know so yeah it makes it fun too I mean look there's there's not there's definitely like when you talk about that expectation around popularity and over the years I think we think about music and it's intangible to the, the the lighting like so much if you go to like your favorite music show so much of those moments rely on on good lighting or at least the kind of the things that you can call out as lighting and and uh you know look I mean we spend a little bit of time talking about this but I think it's important because it's a a project that I think can bring a lot of levity to like a situation whether it's you know, an incredible film or, uh, you know, we talk about Neon a lot. I think it's very important. It's, it really can set the tone and, and has a dramatic effect on on whatever is shot next to it. Have have you been, now that you've done like a little bit of video work, is that kind of the direction you want to go in? Or have you now shifted to other things like photography? Because, you know, Neon has taken a huge, or at least with Instagram has had a huge impact on photography. You're now seeing an explosion yeah. of content now being generated from Neon. That's crazy. I've, and everyone's work's different, right? Like um, there is, there's, there's, I think people start off with the imitating kind of get the prism out kind of looking for those cool shots near bars and stuff. Um, but then it sort of takes on a life of its own. Um, there's a, there's, there's some really great, really great accounts out there, which you know, I can't remember all the names of, but um I'm following all of them. They're just, they're amazing. They're so good. Um, and any, I guess like business advice that you have now for yourself, like what, what kind of path you're carving out. You've now got a few music videos under your belt, which is incredible. Cause I mean, you seem like a young guy, especially under the connection of like what's happening now with any, any kind of computer stuff. Um, I'm fondly appreciative of things like cyber culture. And uh, you know, you look at some of the, the, the latest kind of, uh, filters and uh, remarkable things that people are doing working yeah. from home has that largely impacted your work now that you have things kind of settled down at home now I know that there's been a stronghold on certain places in the country um, yeah. have you been able to work kind of broadly or are you going more internally like what's this time like for you well this is actually something I really wanted to talk about today um, cyber culture has always been closely linked with neon um, if you look at um, some of the early cyber cyberpunk type work. Um, you could argue that Blade Runner, um, Tron, um, a whole host of other of those like early beginnings for cyberpunk um, culture. And now with Cyberpunk 2077 coming out, um, there's heaps of screenshots of the game where there's there's neon, and it's not just you know um led it's like they've they've actually modeled the tubes properly and it looks fantastic right i was about um, to ask you about the role-playing game that's coming out anybody doesn't know it's november 2020 we're talking about cyber cyberpunk 2077 which you know for anybody who doesn't know if you're not a gamer uh you really you, you can still appreciate from from afar you've got things a uh, really incredible goal, I think, for gaming was to get to a place where things are now recognizable. And I think we're starting to see that now, especially with the uh, PS5 coming on. I've talked about this multiple times, kind of a gamer geek. But, you know, you things like um, you know, just, just a, a wildly important game, I think, for the culture. But also, like what you said, is that 
it really does take it to the next level where now you're seeing environments now displayed properly. You're seeing things like uh, lighting effects now being three, you know, really technically three-dimensional where you're kind of had to distinguish, okay, is that Mario? Is that a face or is that an arm? You know, we no longer have that <laughs> problem anymore. So for neon, and especially with the uh, kind of the glamor of it all, I think that to see a game like this, especially such an important game, an iconic game, I think it's going to happen is, is really going to largely play a dramatic role in the effect, I think, or the popularity of neon, I hope. Um, because like you said, it takes such a prominent role. Do you, have you been able to kind of, you know, follow along with that narrative at all? Or do you see that happening? Yeah, absolutely. Like um, the transformation, like you say, in, in video games and similar media has just been phenomenal. Um, if you even look at the the work that like YouTube channels like Corridor Digital can pump out in like a couple of weeks, um, they recently redid some scenes out of Tron, they did it in one day. Like that's how far the technology has come. <laughs> now NVIDIA's ray tracing technology, they can do like proper lighting effects in real time. And it's just gorgeous, right? Like the, the, the way it's all being recreated and Neon now being like immortalized in digital form is, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, and I mean, it helps to have Keanu Reeves as like uh, one of your main. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just a little yeah. popular person as most people may or may not know in popular culture. I also think about the ways that we distribute ourselves across neon signs, especially with signs now going missing. I've, I've heard a number of signs, especially today, I've had people contact me about very important Hong Kong signs now being thrown out. Things of this oh, man. is, is so quite tragic. heartbreaking. I mean, they can't even get to them in time before they're actually falling apart. In fact, uh, one of the groups that actually is very supportive of this and has recently, you know, been such a huge proponent um, of this work at, at Hong Kong Neon Lights, which is a group uh, online, has actually largely just shared with me documenting uh, actually some of the signs. The one in particular that I'm talking about is uh, was was largely lost today was because of the fact that the Dragon City signboard was actually received notice of, of the, the uh, Sim Sha Su, which was set up with a shed. It was actually estimated to have been demolished more than hours. So they contacted them, they caught the boss on the phone and the chassis has been disintegrated. The same street is all basically, <sighs> it's gone. So literally he just, you know, what was once there two hours later is now completely, we're talking a massive, like a, you know, a 10 foot by 10 foot sign has just completely been removed. And that has to do with just the way that things have been put together. So, you know, I think that digitally speaking is where I'm going with this is that I think that what we're going to maybe end up with is maybe a really cool alternative, right? Where many people argue, oh, well, nothing is good as the real thing, but we may have to go back in, in kind of the, these virtual worlds to, to experience these things. You know, we may not have the ability to do that. And I think one good example of that is actually the Neon Boneyard where they've actually been yeah. able to reintroduce artificial intelligence and some lighting effects to light up these signs, like what it used to look like. And that's such a unique thing. Um, I mean, we're getting completely off topic here, but I do want to stop and just mention that a little bit because you, you're touching on some interesting things, like especially with technology and maybe the future kind of aspects of some of these things, like largely one of the things that I think of is like people, when they create things, they kind of loosely think they're just going to go out there and, you know, kind of, make something and it's having an impact on other areas especially pop culture so it's kind of neat to see that come together um, yeah hong kong's really tra tragic um so obviously the um the lighting and stuff's a side thing for me i guess but in my my main line of work i'm a 
I work in a team of forensic investigators for a major auditing firm. So we build tools that help people identify and prevent terrorism funding, money laundering and stuff like that. And I get to meet lots of interesting people. And um, someone I know from Hong Kong was telling me that a lot of the reason um, that the signs are coming down is because um, it's in traditional Chinese, whereas um, obviously the mainland's trying to <laughs> rein in Hong Kong a little bit. And um, hmm. they're trying to sort of erase that, that history a little bit, um, which is a bit sad, but yeah so you're saying like it's kind of like largely kind of rewriting history in a way it's almost reminds me of like when uh you know the, the pharaohs they would come in and deface the face of them so you couldn't tell who it was and what kind of story it would tell you know largely yeah. that was works of art and now you can't go back and see who those people are because you know under whatever reign <laughs> you know you're <laughs> largely just coming in and rewriting history with like you know a hammer it's very 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 intolerant very at the same time yeah i think it's speaks to a much larger issue, uh, especially with, you know, the failing economy and things of that nature. I think we could see, you know, people come together in a different way, especially these very important businesses that have supported locals and, and at least like the, you know, the, the neighborhoods that they reside in, you know, they have a little more respect for those things, um, like a restaurant or, you know, like. <laughs> so much identity there that's being lost, I think. Uh, yeah. Like this, I follow a lot of um, photographers based in, Hong Kong and like they're, they're posting photos now in lockdown um, of signs that used to be there that have been taken down. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's sad, but anyway. And through the um, work of a couple different people. Yeah. I mean, we're here to talk about work too, but yeah, under the nostalgia brand and what's going on, I mean, I largely love to, to kind of look at what's going on. And, and the thing that I noticed that too, is you know, production work, how have you filled that, that void of, you know, not necessarily getting in front of people and working in large groups. Um, do you now work in video? Is it, is it kind of like still neon for you? How do you, uh, or I guess, how are you interpreting these times? Well, these times are interesting in that we can't really work together much. Um, so I'm, I'm spending it, I'm spending a lot of it sort of, strategizing um what i can be doing what would what would future Lockie want me to be doing now in preparation for um when things get better again um so fortunately i'm not dependent on the the art as a financial sort of source but i know a lot of people do and i i really feel for them but i i think there's also a lot of opportunity in this this state of chaos to step back and reevaluate kind of where you're going with things. Um, what's taking up a lot of your time. Um, can you make some plans for how you're going to come out of this? And I've, I've spent the time, so I've just moved actually. Um, I'm not, I'm no longer based um, where that Kaya video was shot, which is almost sad. Cause I really, that was such a awesome video for me to work on um, in such a short amount of time. But now that I've moved, I'm, I'm setting up my workshop properly so I can start restoring signs. Um, one idea that I've had is creating what, I, what I'm going to call neon uglies. So like taking, um, taking signs that are broken beyond really realistic repair and taking sections out of them and mixing them up. Um, I, think mm. I like, that, the, like a Frankenstein basically. Yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> is, that, is that the technical term? That's what a lot of students, uh, yeah, that's what I used to call them. I don't know if that sticks cool. for anybody. <laughs> no, I like that. I really like that term. Every, gonna... every shop has, and I can speak for this because I've seen in, in, inside different shops and I've been exposed to this. 
you know, there's an assortment of, of loose items that get, you know, put together over the years. I mean, it could be a project from somebody never picked it up. It could be, um, let's say they did a project for a commercial, you know, spot and, and, and largely the production said, you know, we don't want to take this back to our studio. We don't want this thing anymore. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been re, you know, given, redonated, so to speak. Um, you know, some things that are really wild, like you wouldn't even necessarily think of like, uh, you know, like Nike may give up a sign. Like I've seen, um, you know, just from, just from experience, like just companies that you would never think would want to give that back. They're just like, well, we've done our photo shoot. We don't need this anymore. So that, you know, not something of that nature, but you know, bits and pieces come, come together. And, uh, and over time you just collect this stuff. So, um, I haven't spoken about this on the show, but for anybody that loves to collect neon, um, go to any neon shop and ask them, can I buy all of your loose neon? And what I mean by that is sticks of glass, circles, things that are loosely yeah. bent and already pumped and already put together. It's an excellent way to put together a collection. Or for anybody who wants to buy their own neon, just literally walk up, say, hey, look, I've got like this much in my pocket. Would you be willing, you know, what can you give me for this much? And you'd be really surprised because listen, that stuff takes up space. <laughs> and yeah, space is no. Pumped. As a neon shop, you need that space, and they would largely want to get rid of it. So, highly recommend that as a, as a uh, alternative to buying expensive neon online. So, yeah, I might hit up Stephen for that. He's the <laughs> he's the guy. He's um he's done some beautiful neon work here in Melbourne. His dad made the um the 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 skipping girl sign, which is just iconic um, here in Melbourne. It's almost something. It's an attraction. Attraction. Yeah, Stephen. Right. Uh, Stephen Cole. Yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's great. That, that old guy, uh, yeah, no, he's excellent. Um, what what I was going to, yeah, so you've got all this knee and you're thinking about putting together. What happens next? Yeah, so look, um, that's, that's. I want to set up a permanent space for, like, similar to um, Mondo, no, sorry, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, Neon Diem. Neon, yeah, Neon Demon Studios. I want to set something up similar to that, but I don't want to rip rip off that either. And I don't think I would be. Um, I think he'd be fine with it. I'm going to message him about it, just see if it, I can set up maybe a sister studio here in here in Melbourne because um, I no, really I mean, think that you're this... Wildly, you're wildly talented enough. I think, you know, just go out and do your own thing. I think, you know, anybody would say that for real is... You know, just if you have an idea, go and do it. Um, I think it's an homage. Anybody that speaks for people that will, you know, ah, they, they lifted my work. Um, if it's not directly been taken, I, I think it's a, for me, I see it as a sign of respect. Um, yeah. And it's, it's you know, I'm flattered. Anybody that borrows a design from mine, I'm typically flattered. So, you know. Except you, when it goes on eBay for whatever money using those um, imported LED type things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. All those e-commerce kids on the you know, uh, Amazon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> LED has never taken any money that I haven't necessarily deserved. So if the business generates what it can and it has, largely it's mine and, and I, I will never drag my tail between me. It will never be my fault. If anything, hmm. I haven't worked hard enough to get to that point. So what I mean by that is, you know, no one's eating off the plate of, of what I have going on, especially with the business. And and, and I mean that loosely. I, I just generally think, you know, especially protect your own assets, protect your own IP is very important. But um, by and large, I love that idea, like taking a bunch of your own neon to build your own uh, kind of awareness and, and, you know, generating your own, you know, thoughts from that, I think. So if you were to make this space, would it loosely become something of a kind of a photo type 
uh, environment or would you try to you know, just kind of facilitate more conversation around neon? Like what would be the thing? Well, of course, the, the aim of most of my work is to promote neon um, and the, the glass the glass neon as much as I can um, because I, I, I'm, I'm a bit shocked at, you know, the, the e-waste that's being produced at the moment. That's, that's also my, um, that's also the source of my fasc fascination for um, like retro tech, um, saving these old computers so that they can be used for something useful, even if it is just a music video shoot, because the, the alternative of all this lead and crap being put into the environment just really irks me. Um, oh, you mean like uh, all the e-waste? I love the. By the way, I did I did notice your Windows, uh, you know, ninety five whatever box <laughs> that was, uh, and I, I do think it's very important to mention that because you know we do live in an age where largely if something's broken you throw it out. Mm. Uh, I like that concept. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to promote fixing things yourself. I do that in my stories a lot. I'll take in some garbage off the road and I'll fix it up and um, sell it and so show people. You know, things are you know, this stuff's worth something. And if you spend like two minutes fixing it, you don't need to go and buy another $140 right. vacuum cleaner or printer or whatever. You can fix it yourself and save that money and also save the landfill and the the huge, you know, environmental implications of that. And I probably sound like a very green kind of dude saying all this stuff, but it's really, if, if you look at it, it actually makes money. Like it makes monetary sense to do that as well yeah i mean look we, we largely have it's in our best interest to do those things especially for future generations and i think what we think about largely a lot of the waste that we do produce i think neon has done a very good job of that you know obviously it started out as a path of just creating some unique uh lighting elements to kind of produce a successful outcome but i think what we what we can learn from neon is that you know you can imagine an environment where you don't have to replace something every you know year or whatever it is yeah um and I think that's important, you know. You can uh, fix neon as well, right? Like, um, yeah, to some yeah. form and some degree, you know, we have signs that have been brought back. Largely, elements of them need to be, you know, reproduced. But you know, the existing neon that's there can be, you know, redistributed or, or put, you know, put back into effect. You know, it's mm. largely still working; just needs to have the rest of it, you know, put back together for it to work again. Um, mm. I mean, the hustle and the stride uh, for, for, you know, universal neon applications and stuff, it, it's very exciting, you know. I think it's incredible advice for the future of neon, especially people that are discussing topics like this, like incredible uh, stories like what you just shared where, you know, you have an opinion, you have an effective use for it, and you're using it with an audience that appreciates it. You know, you're promoting music, you're changing the dynamics of the industry, you're collaborating with other people who like neon, who incredibly live in uh, a very creative uh, outlet and uh, and a career as an artist. Um, all these things, I, I think, speak to some things that I really appreciate and I directly want to see happen, which is the incredible knowledge of neon get a little bit further and the applications get a little bit wider. And I think we're doing a good job of that, especially online. And I see we as like a community, because I think the trend is going to, to take effect. I think it's largely going to be the work of a few very important people to create these uh, kind of groups and, uh, and, and just, you know, what we're doing right now, uh, creating random meetups, wishing other neon artists, you know, the best day they can, you know, knocking on their neon people's door and saying, Hey, what's up? What do you need? And largely the people that love neon should promote it as much as they can, because yeah. 
you know, overposting is not the problem. It's just, you know, the incredible advice I get from other neon makers is that, Hey, we're just glad we're still in doing this and we would want to do it even more with even more people. So, you know, largely if you love neon and there's a business that supports that go out there, talk about it and really put your social media stamp on that. Cause it could be the motivation for them to continue on with their work. And, uh, and that's largely what I want to do is just to let people know that, Hey, if you're just, there's a specific audience for your work and uh, the target that you're reaching for is definitely connected closer than you think. So, um, yeah. You can also and, and, innovate, right? Like the, the face of neon is changing constantly and, you know, it's changed from the, the thing that differentiates, differentiates one business from another to something that's hugely nostalgic to something that's um, associated with um, uh, even like, even it's um, sort of dark period where it's sort of more associated with like the red light district and stuff like that. And now it's taking on the cyber elements and it's, you know, it's changing and changing. And I, um, and you know, you bring neon to an artist, they'll do something completely different with it. So convenience store, for example, with their Ozmud video, you can't actually read any of the signs, but like the atmosphere that they've created with that time, time effect that they've put on all of their shots. Um, it's, it's really only something you could have created with neon. You couldn't create that with other sources, but they've, they've reimagined it. Um, and it's not identifiable right now as, you know, how neon is portrayed, but maybe there's, maybe there's some trend that'll come out of that. You know, think this, I just want to, I want neon to, to survive and to survive, it's going to have to change and it's going to mean a lot of different things to different people. And it's still going to absolutely stay um, relevant as the sign um technology and it's still going to be relevant as the um for the diners and the all the all the amazing stuff i hear about on your podcast from um uh, those road trips and things like that um yeah i think one of the most important best aspects of neon is the experience right like the second you turn it on it wildly changes the whole room around you there's really no discussion or topic that can really kind of cover all that at one time and it would take us forever but yeah I mean, how you play with it and what you story you tell is largely up to you. And I think I realize more and more that fans of Neon have to uh, are, are working super hard to to sell something they really love and just to see it live in a space that they know will will feel, uh, you know, kind of gives it a sense of appreciation. Whether you're playing commercially or artistically in whatever arena it is. Uh, you know, understanding that your effort that people want to go through to see this stuff is always going to make it worth it, you know, especially when they get that reaction that you're looking for. And look, largely, there's going to be times where neon isn't everybody's best friend. Like that's just going to happen. There's going to be other some lighting forms that are going to come out other than LED that are going to give, you know, neon its separation or maybe some, you know, less promotion or a few less, you know, uh, royalty nods here and there. But, you know, there's no dis- denying that, you know, the appreciation for it and, and also the, the spectacle of it is really important. It's not only just the backdrop, but it's a huge part of why the industry has remained out of all yeah. these different kind of starts and stop periods. You know, we can make connections between these industries that have really came to support it. But wildly, it's about the people, incredible opportunities, finding the right people, building the right audience, and then capitalizing on that experience and that story to then add neon on top of it. It's kind of like the the most important middleman, right? It's like you can expose the music, you can have the right, um, you know, video and everything else like that. 
but it's it's that undertone it's that thing like that right behind the sides the backdrop you know that you see that kind of takes that that next level approach you know and and and, and largely it determines on what the market appreciates it for like you know there'll be times where i think that neon brings a lot of value and there'll probably be other times that it's kind of like you know oh yeah well that's that neon thing that everybody does but I don't think there's any turning back. You know, I think it, I think it's the variable, and, and it's it's a heavily, uh, you know, an influence that I think you and I both share. So I'm heavily impressed by what you have going on, um, Lockline. Anything that you can, you know, that you can drop on people where where to check out your work. Um, just because I want to make sure everybody knows, how, you know, what's going on. We'll put links in the show notes, but just projects, things that you have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, just the I'm. I'm I think I'm going to be sticking to Instagram for the time being just with my workload. But I think, um, I think if people want to want to see my work and see some of the videos I've, I've worked on, the best place to go is obviously the nostalgia page. Um, there's going to be more kind of cybery stuff coming out in the next couple of, next couple of weeks or so. So um, yeah, things are going to be picking up, but um, no, I just really appreciate you having me on. It's been great talking to you about all this stuff. Um, it's good to f- seek out other neon fans and have a bit of a chin wag. So, yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, everybody listening to the show right now, check out Lachlan's work, Yestalgia, uh, Australia. Really incredible stuff. Humble guy. Very important work that he's doing. I can't wait to see what's coming up. Workshops, collections of neon, um, workspaces. Really cool stuff. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.